If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, hello, mamas. Okay, I am back. I am feeling vibed. I am feeling ready for action here. I'm about almost eight weeks postpartum and I feel more passionate than ever about preventing birth trauma, about empowering you guys. And one common issue that I see actually exposing postpartum women in not a good way is their, the relationship that we are having as mamas with our provider, whether it's an OBGYN, a midwife, etc. the relationship you have, and even that starts in the choice of a provider. So in today's episode, after having four babies and working with five different OBs and midwives over the years, I am going to give you some questions you should be thinking about asking your provider. I'm going to give you red flags to look out for, and I'm going to give you a frame of mind about who you are in the medical care system and how you should be navigating this so that you can be empowered and not expose yourself even more vulnerably and have bad experiences when you are delivering. We're going to try to prevent more of the birth trauma. We're going to try to help you get into a good groove of commanding your birth team and setting yourself up for a healthy as possible postpartum experience. And it all starts with that provider and your mindset going into your journey towards delivery. So send this to a friend who might need it. Get cozy. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three, and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. guacamole. I'm caffeinated. I'm on fire. I am so happy. I've been getting good sleep. Little baby Ren is almost eight weeks now. Actually, no, I just did the math on my phone. We are exactly eight weeks postpartum, Ren and I, and actually my whole family. The whole family's postpartum, in my opinion. I'm, I know I'm certain my husband is feeling it and he would identify as postpartum for sure. Um, but yeah, Ren is sleeping five and a half hour stretches now, which is such a game changer. She's probably close to 10 or so pounds. I am envious of any moms who have had an eight to 10 pound baby that does four to five hour stretches right off the bat. That is not the experience we had. She was born five pounds, five ounces and did two and a half hour stretches for the first few weeks of her life. And then some colic came into the picture even still. And so we were getting about four hours of sleep at one point. We decided to finally hire some sleep support and it's been awesome. By the way, I want to have an episode on sleep support later on on the podcast, but today I want to read you a new review. I hope you can hear how well I'm doing and how happy I am in my voice because it's true. And if you've been wondering since you knew I had a baby and yada, yada, I just want to tell you, I went swimming today and it was beautiful. I got these new floaties from Costco and I put them under my knees and I lean back with goggles on and I just put my arms out and I float on the top of the water and I look at the clouds in the sky and I can hear my heartbeat and the whole world just 
it's like inside of me. It makes you realize the whole world is actually inside of you. It's actually inside of you because your experience of the world all happens inside of you. And so you are the world that you're living in. And how is your world doing? Your mind and your body, your anxiety, your depressiveness, you are your whole world. How your thoughts and feelings and your mind-body connection is your existence. It is your life. It's directly linked to the quality of your life, which is why mental health is the number one investment you can make postpartum. I want to say that over and over and over again. I just said it in last week's episode for the partners out there. And I just really want you guys to know that even more than ever, now that I'm postpartum again, after having become a coach, after having really bad mental health stuff and working for five years to work on my mindset. And now I just had this new baby. I will tell you that I promise in my opinion, I should say, but it's seriously that postpartum, the best investment you can make. And I would suggest also in pregnancy, you know, if there's no really, uh, important health issues you need to be attending to for sure. Your mental health is such a priority. And when possible, I, suggest investing in physical and mental health. But if you had to choose, depending on the severity of the physical, mental health is the number one. Okay. In my opinion. All right. So I want to start off with a review and then we're going to dive in today. I have such good stuff for you. I really believe that this episode is going to save some moms from having poor outcomes in their birth experience. We can't prevent all things from happening. We can't mitigate for all risk, But I do believe that the things that I'm going to say to you and I'm going to put in your mind when it comes to your relationship with your OB and your, and or your midwife, it doesn't matter by the way, if you've already had a baby or if you've already chosen your OB and you're a few appointments in, this will still be helpful for you. It's going to be like a temperature check. How much are you really actually speaking up? Or are you trying not to be a burden and actually shelving a lot of the questions that you want to ask, but you're too afraid to ask, or you too feel too shy to ask, or you just don't feel like your provider really wants to sit there and talk with you. We're going to talk about how to navigate that because you need to have the hard conversations. Now, the longer you put them off, the more pressure you're putting on the actual experience, the more variables you are allowing to not know the outcome of during your actual delivery experience, the more it can set you up for a harder postpartum. So this is really important, but first let's read a review. This review is written by Nara Luce, and it was a a five-star review. It's called A Guiding Hand in Postpartum. She said, love Lizzie's transparent perspective of motherhood and offering postpartum support to growing families. She offers great tips and self-help tools to manage and support mental health and wellness in such a fragile and important time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys, it means everything to me. When you leave a review, it helps more people find this show. It helps support the income of this show so that I can be here and really spend my time thinking about what you need. So please do leave me a review on this amazing free resource so that it can get to more hands of mamas that need it. I am cooking up a free PDF guide for you to be a guide to get the most juice out of this podcast. And it's going to be at lizzielangston.com on my homepage where all of my freebies are when it's ready. So be checking that because it's going to have this whole podcast, all of the episodes, 
organized by topic so that if you are trying to problem solve something specific, you can use those episodes that will be the most useful. And then always, if you want more support implementing the things that you're learning on this episode, that's what coaching is for. That's what I'm here to do. And you can book a free consult. The link for that will always be in the show notes. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Okay. First I want to talk about why did I make this episode? What is the problem that I see happening? I was just talking to a client today about her experience being pregnant, the things that arose and how everything went with her birth, which included a lot of trauma, which included a lot of depression and anxiety for a lot of years, three years postpartum. And so now she's thinking about having another baby. She's come and hired me. She's finally um, able to deal with a lot of that trauma and get it up out of her system. And she's thinking about her relationship with that provider Now she has a new provider than she did last time, but it got me thinking about the fact that our relationship with our provider and the provider that we choose and their approach and how, how on the same page we are and how much it fits our approach. If we even know our own approach, which we're going to talk about that for new moms as well. All of this really, really, really affects how our birth goes. I wish I could give you research right now. I wish I could say that, oh, X percentage, uh, you know, if you're X amount of displeased with your provider, or if you describe your relationship with your provider, your OBGYN or your midwife in these ways, then it's going to end up with these measurable results or this type of trauma, or you have this much more likelihood of trauma, birth trauma. I can't say that because this is super under-researched, but I can tell you that I have had four babies. I've had uh, probably over a thousand hours of coaching postpartum women at this point over the last five years in my business. And here is what I see happening. And I have experienced this too. When we go into the OBGYN's office or the midwife's office, however you're going about it, we don't want to be a burden. We aren't asking questions. We're holding back our questions. Now, my clients gratefully aren't doing that because they have me to talk to. I have learned how to advocate for myself and they're learning that it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to rock the boat a little bit with your provider. It's okay to put them on the spot that they work for you, but you kind of have to learn that. And it's very uncomfortable for most of us in our early adulthood. And we have what this is called white coat syndrome, where you can have really high blood pressure when you go in to see your OBGYN or whoever you're working with. So um, we also, the thing is, it's really tricky, but it's vulnerable. We are vulnerable because we don't know what we don't know. And we also don't know the system. We don't know what even we want. Sometimes we're just kind of hoping for the best and we are trusting so much in our providers. And I hope that your provider is worthy of your trust, but they need to earn it. You don't just want to hand over your trust to a human being that has a degree just because they have a degree, right? Because what makes the provider isn't just their education. And even though they have a degree, we don't actually know that's not a guarantee that their education is where it needs to be, but let's just assume that it is. Then you have their personal approaches and preferences and not all OBGYN degrees, like degrees in obstetrics and gynecology or midwifery um, certifications and stuff and licenses, 
Not all of those programs are teaching the same stuff and are suggesting the same stuff. And then you have how experienced is your provider and how old are they, right? When they were becoming educated for the first time, what was the standard practice? And is that still the standard practice? Are they uh, evolving with the times and are they learning the most recent ways to help a woman through pregnancy birth, any complications in either of those and postpartum. Okay. Let's take a breath. I know that's a lot to think about. I just really do. And I don't want to put pressure on you, but I also really have seen the way that so many times moms come work with me because they've had some serious birth trauma and they're really struggling with their mental health postpartum, which often has a lot to do with all of the emotions that kind of got locked in their body during really traumatic medical events. And a lot of times what they tell me is that they didn't even know that that could have happened. They never had these conversations with their provider. They never talked about what they wanted if X, Y, or Z thing happened. And then because they didn't make these decisions ahead of time, they didn't research, they didn't look into the things that could go wrong and how they would want to handle those things. The decisions were made for them by the nurses or by the doctors. And while they might've been informed and they might've given consent, it wasn't really truly informed consent. They weren't, they were just kind of like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. There was a lot of fear and a lot of, "Uh uh-huh, blank yesing and nodding of the head because we're just placing so much trust in them. And while there's a reason we put our trust in our providers, we don't all have degrees. We don't all have a super thorough knowledge. We wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable making our own decisions. You want your relationship with your provider to be one where you can counsel back and forth, where your opinion is heard, where your questions are answered and encouraged to be asked. So let's go ahead and talk about how it's supposed to feel, how it should feel, some questions to ask them and um, red flags. Let's start with red flags. Okay. I want you to look out for these things. And there is a short list I've put together based on my experience and things I've heard my clients say, and just pieces that I've put together as I've seen trauma and I've seen certain themes with providers. So this is just my experience and opinion, but I hope this is really helpful. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. Red flag number one, burnout (laughs) and probably should be retired. You really, I mean, yes, it's a great thing if your OB has experience, but you don't want them to be burnt out. 
So there's a fine line there. You want them to be experienced, but still in love with what they do. And if they are, you can kind of tell they're just working to earn that retirement income, but they're kind of over what they're doing. Don't, you don't want to be in there. So find someone else. If they rush you along, this is so rough, but if they rush you along and they're like, okay, anything else? And they're kind of trying to button you up and they're like moving you through, not so bueno. And you know, one time if that happens, cause they're in a hurry. Okay. Maybe, but if this is a consistent thing and they just really don't create a space where you feel comfortable asking questions, that's another, for me, that would be a no, because I am the type that has a lot of questions because this is a really big life event you're preparing for. It's very vulnerable. There's a lot of factors and variables, things that could go wrong. I don't want to, you know, I'm not too fearful about that, but you want to be able to be with someone who's welcoming the chat of making a plan and et cetera. Um, is annoyed that you have questions. Yeah, we don't want that. Avoids answering things, kind of beats around the bush or answers your questions with a question. Like, why are you asking this? You know, if they're genuinely curious, like, can I ask you why you're asking? And they're, they're concerned about your feelings and they're trying to attend to those. That's different than like, why are you asking me this? Right? Like we don't want that sort of a, a, a space holding doesn't want to meet with you and sends in the PA, you know, like it's, it's okay if there's multiple providers, maybe there's a few midwives and a, a physician's assistant and an OBGYN. That's fine. But you want to make sure you know the person that would be doing any sort of surgical procedures. If you needed to have stitches or anything went wrong or, or not, I don't like the word went wrong, but if you need anything a little bit more invasive and technical, that's going to be the OB. You need to make sure you know your OB. Um, and then dismissive jokes about your concerns. That's definitely a no. If they make fun of you in any way, you do not need to put up with that. Of course, any inappropriate touching. I just felt like I had to put that on there because just if you ever feel uncomfortable with the way your provider is interacting with you, you can go find somebody else. Okay. Um, or dismisses the importance of diet and lifestyle. You really do want a well-rounded practitioner. And then are they healthy? Do you feel like they're kind of doing their best trying to be healthy? Maybe they're not perfect, but are they interested in health, not just by virtue of their profession, but it's something that they, they are looking like they're kind of having a lifestyle of health. And it's something they find an interest in even outside of serving their patients. So these are all things that I look for. Those would be the red flags to make sure that you are steering clear of. Okay. Now let's go into a list of questions that you can ask your provider again, whether it's midwife, OB, et cetera, um, so that you guys can really talk about some of the most important things that are variables that again, can fluctuate, go wrong, things that might need to have decisions made about these things or be attended to. I don't know what to call these things, but things that you need to talk about. So the first question is, I mean, you don't have to like ask these in order, but these are things to consider, have them in the back of your mind. And then if they hopefully come up naturally in the conversation, or maybe you take a couple notes on a little index card or on your phone, you can, don't worry. You can um, make it look casual. Like you're just checking your texts, but actually you opened up your notes because you're actually that badass patient that wants to take their health you know, to the next degree and be responsible for their health. I see you. This is good. This is what you want. And in a minute, I'm going to be sharing with you if, if you're like, yes, I want to be that person, but I always get so frozen or I always have a hard time asking. I have some ideas for you. So stay listening until the end. Okay. So, um, oh, first of all, I just wanted to do a quick overview so that you are aware that an OBGYN, so a doctor of obstetrics, 
obstetrics and gynecology. They are more trained in surgeries and stitches, not as much on maybe natural ways to mitigate pain or how to increase dopamine throughout the labor process. Dopamine's like a happy hormone um, and, and helping things feel good when the baby's coming out. Obviously, there's going to be pain and intensity, but there's also a lot of really releasing beautiful feelings that you can have. And this is, of course, if you're feeling everything, if you choose to go with the epidural or a C-section, that's a different story. But still, you want to um, think about what are your values? Do you really, really value feeling no pain? And do you feel like having no physical pain will help you be more connected to your baby and to your body and to what's going on? Or do you feel like you tend to be a minimalist when it comes to getting any sort of medications or drugs and that you really value going about it as holistically and naturally as possible? So first you need to get clear on what your preferences are and how much risk do you feel comfortable with in general? Like, let's not even talk about birth and pregnancy for just a minute. When it comes to um, finances, for example, and making an investment, are you? do you tend to be more aggressive or not? Or I don't know, if you were a gambler, like, would you put in a ton of money, higher risk, higher reward possibly? Or are you more of a low risk, low reward kind of a person? Because that sort of outlook is important when it comes to mitigating and considering risks going into labor. There's always risks involved with childbirth, but you can, based on the provider you choose and the approach they take and how invasive, you know, how much surgery they like to do or not and where you deliver and the type of preparations you do for labor and the types of procedures, you know, all of this changes the way that you're dealing with risk. So how much risk do you feel comfortable with? Um, I would think about and ask with your provider, what are the most common problems or complications that they see in their pregnant patients and how do they handle those in their pregnant women? And how do they handle those um, typically? So maybe just ask them for the top two or three procedures they typically do. And you know, what makes the difference between somebody who's going to need that procedure and somebody who avoids having to have it? Like for example, an episiotomy is for some OBs, it's very, very standard. And some women think it's fine and they would rather. And so if you don't know what episiotomy is, it's just, they just, hopefully you're numbed up, but they do cut right around your perineum. They just do a little slice so that the baby's head can make it out of the opening, um, of your vagina easier so that it's not going to tear you. But if you can, um, think ahead and really work with your body to stretch out everything, your perineum and get everything ready, then the baby can come out easier. And the risk of tearing is lower, or especially if you're doing a water birth or something like that. But what happens is like women aren't really thinking ahead sometimes, and they're not thinking about you know, all that. And we don't know what we don't know. And then what happened with me with my first baby is I was pushing, I was like, great. Well, it was an emergency induction because I had preeclampsia, but at least I got to have a vaginal delivery as it was in my mind. And so I was pushing um, the baby out and I had an, an epidural, so I couldn't feel anything. Um, but the, the doctor was like, okay, my OB was like, well, you can either tear or I need to do an episiotomy. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? Like, I didn't even know what an episiotomy was. So now I had to learn while I'm literally pushing my baby out. I had to be educated on what this thing is and I had to make a quick decision. And I so wish that I would have known what that was. 
and how I could potentially work to avoid it. Now, because I was doing an emergency induction, there probably wasn't as much I could have done because my body didn't go into labor naturally. So an episiotomy is therefore more likely when you're induced, you know, in a forced way like that versus a natural delivery where you can do early labor and start working on softening your perineum and everything while the baby's moving its way naturally down the birth canal. So it was different in my situation, but you want to be aware of the little ways and types of decisions that you might need to make during delivery. So ask your provider, what are common things that you have to present your patients with and that they have to make decisions about that they weren't expecting during during labor and that you can have those conversations before you're in that intense moment so that you can kind of decide ahead of time what you want to do. Um, yeah. And then I would ask them also, what is their birth philosophy? Are they like, you know, I think like, do they consider birth a medical event or do they consider birth a really natural process? Um, if, if you don't have an opinion, they will. And I said that a little bit earlier, but if you don't form your opinions, if you don't ask the questions and do the research, then number one, you're going to put more pressure on yourself during the actual labor and delivery, because you're going to have to be getting educated and making decisions in the middle of really intense everything, which we want to avoid that. And then also a lot of times other people end up making decisions on your behalf and they do their best, but you want to have as much control over what's going on with your body as possible. Okay. You also want to ask them, how do they usually treat postpartum depression? What's their typical approach or anxiety? Do they just refer people to a therapist? Do they look at what you're eating? Do they have an Ayurvedic um, dietitian or something? Do they just put you on medication? What medications do they typically use? What's their sort of general approach? Do they try this first? And then if this doesn't work, they try this. You kind of want to know this it's just so that if it happens with you, that you have an idea of how they go about it and that you make sure you like the way that they would do it. And if you don't, it's not necessarily a deal breaker, but it is something that you might need to advocate a little harder for. Like if you're really anti antidepressants and you don't want to take any, and your doctor's very antidepressant, pro antidepressant, then you might need to be thinking of, you know, having some plans in your pocket just in case depression sneaks in postpartum of how you're going to handle it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to download the new Bumble now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. And last but not least, I want to just give you some ways to think about yourself or just sort of some affirmations that you can take with you into the office of your OB. If it is scary for you to talk to them, I get it. We are taught to really, really respect medical people. And there's good reason for that, but 
you don't want to give them so much trust that you're like self-abandoning and not even doing what you want or considering what you want. Okay. They're there to serve you. You're not there to serve them. You want to make sure you have that in check. So here are some thoughts to help you take this sort of confident, self-directed, commanding energy in the room. I am worthy of the best care. Another one is if I believe excellent care is out there, I will attract it and I will find it. It will come to me. Okay. Cause I've heard people be like, well, there's, this is just the only provider in my area. This is the only OB that there is. If you believe there's excellent care out there and that you're worthy of it, you will attract it and you will find it. You'd be surprised. The universe is so willing to work with you. Another one that I really want you to think about, especially if you're a perpetual people pleaser, that's a lot of peace, perpetual people pleaser. I am not a burden. I'm not a burden. You could never be a burden. And if you are, if you grew up with people who treated you like you were a burden when you had needs or big emotions, I have a news for you. It was them, not you. You are not a burden. Okay. You never were, you never could be. And you don't want to be around a provider who treats you like you're burdening them when you're just asking questions about your very important health. This just happened to me this morning. I was at my child's new school and he's on the autism spectrum. And so it's really important to me that he gets the support he needs in the classroom, the special support that he needs. And it's the first day at a new school, right? And so after I drop him off at his class, I go to the front office and I'm standing, you know, in the little line of parents asking questions. I'm getting ready to voice my, you know, hi, introduce myself and just making sure my child has his needs met. And of course my mind was nervous that she was going to be annoyed with me and dismissive. And she was absolutely not. The lady at the front desk was completely accommodating. She took it very seriously. She completely agreed with me. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's so important that kids that have special needs are getting those attended to. I see that he has an IEP. I'm going to get him what he needs. I'm going to follow up with his teacher. I'm going to make sure she has it. Like she was on it. And there was no reservation um, of her supporting me. And that's what you want your experience to be like. And if it's anything less than that, I encourage you to find somebody that treats you like that. There are providers that do a really amazing job of treating the humans like humans, not just like diagnoses or medical problems to be solved. So you want to find one. But it starts with you believing that about yourself, believing that you're worthy of it and believing that it's out there. Another one is the medical system works for me. One of my favorites is I will not be bullied or intimidated. Now I can't really imagine an OBGYN bullying a patient. I feel like they wouldn't be able to have a job if that was the case, but you know, read the reviews online, do your research, but I will not be intimidated. Remember that if you are ever feeling scared into making a decision, that's not what you want. That doesn't mean that they're not telling you true facts. Sometimes the facts produce fear. I mean, just because this is a whole new world that we're navigating, especially if it's your first baby, but you don't want to make decisions out of fear. And if you're making a decision, if they're asking you, oh, do you prefer an episiotomy or to tear? And you feel a ton of fear and alarm, feel free to ask some more questions before you give your answer. Okay. You never have to just be like, uh, and then guess and be like, Ooh, I hope that was the right one. Ask questions, get your questions answered. If they don't have the time, which is fine. You know, there might be a limit to how much time they can give you in one appointment. Hopefully they handle that with grace and they're very accommodating to answer your questions or they bring in their PA to answer your questions. But regardless, make sure you get your questions answered. Maybe you need to do some research or ask experienced moms around you that have already given birth. I'm happy to help you. Um, but I deserve to have my questions answered. Um, feel free to take someone with you 
if you need, if you, if you're like that much of a people pleaser and you just really get scared, take someone with you, but hopefully you can strike a relationship with a provider where they are so reassuring and fun that you get along so great and you feel very comfortable in their office. Um, and then the last ones are, I'm not a problem to be solved. I'm a human who needs emotional support throughout her medical care, especially with pregnancy. Pregnancy is so emotional. We need to come to expect that there's emotional support wrapped into the obstetrics or the midwifery support that we have. And, you know, OB versus midwife maybe would be a whole entirely different episode. I would just say again, an OB is going to be more technical stitches, surgery, stuff like that. Really, um, like an OB can perform a C-section, whereas a midwife, no such thing, a lot more skilled in preventing things, being proactive, helping you be extremely comfortable using natural methods, um, can do some little procedures here and there, but that's not really their role. So yeah, those are just a couple bullet point things to consider. Maybe we can do a full episode on that later. Do me a favor and let me know. What did you think about this episode? Was it helpful to you? Please do email me Lizzie at lizzylangston.com. I'm on Instagram, Lizzie, L I Z Z I E dot postpartum coach. Um, but yeah, I love to hear from you guys. If you're on my newsletter, hit reply to one of those newsletters that I send to you and say, hi, drop me a line. I would love, love, love to connect with you. All right. I hope this episode helped you have courage, be brave, and just know your own mind and know that you can ask for what you need. Voice yourself, be that person that asks the questions because there's no redos here. There's no redos, but there are as many chances to have these conversations before D-Day, delivery day, as possible. And I hope you take them. I hope you do so that you can set yourself up for success, both with delivery and postpartum. That's my passion. Know that I'm always here for you. You can always book a free consult with me at the link in the show notes, and I'll see you guys right here next week. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.